Patrick Dowd, you yes. made an assertion this oh. weekend this? that Twin Peaks is better than Game of Thrones right now. Whoa. And I and we're big nerds. There's no one around this table who's not a nerd. And that even for well, me, I, that assertion, I thought, whoa, laying down yeah, the gauntlet. Well, so I want to give you an opportunity few, to sure. explain why. I mean, or yeah, just a few. Remembering that we're trying so, so um, we're not talking about episode part 15 today. We're talking about part 14. <laughs> and Melissa has not is not caught up totally on Game of Thrones. I'm not. But I am one of the spoilers so, for... Yeah, Almost sure. Game of Thrones. Okay, it's, it's not fine. really about s- spoilers or like what's going on in Game of Thrones, but the feeling I get watching these two is I just have a more like set like heightened sense watching Twin Peaks. I'm more like on my edge, on the edge of my seat. I'm more nervous about what's going to happen next. Um, I'm just like I'm more scared. I'm like. Yeah. Just, I don't know, more engaged and worse. I don't know if it's just because I've, you know, I've read all the Game of Thrones books and it's been six years of waiting for the next book that's been frustrating and just kind of knowing (coughs) where the series is going uh, to, like, it's kind of, like, obvious now. Like I'm not, like, I'm not like shocked by Game of Thrones anymore. Yeah, you've been equally. By the way, so, listeners, Pat is like, I would say equally diehard Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks up until maybe this yeah. season. I would have said more Game of Thrones than Twin Peaks. Um, so I, I that's it's not a <laughs> foregone conclusion that you would have said that. It surprised me a little bit when you said it. As far as a TV viewing experience right now, I think that like. I do like the fantasy world of Game of Thrones a For lot. For sure. More boobies. No. Younger boobies. So I'm, not, I'm talking about <laughs> the boobies. <laughs> so many boobs. <laughs> Although, yeah, more, George does write some pretty sexy scenes. I, I've kind of forgotten about that. But, Twin Peaks yeah. sexy, too. We just, this year, we haven't really gone there. Right. <laughs> but Dad wrote a porno. <laughs> well, we've had more TNA in Twin Peaks than the most recent right. episode of Game of Thrones. That is true. True. I like. I not so much TNA in Game of Thrones this no, season. No, no. There's no time for that. We've no got. We've got to get through the story. Okay, yeah. We got to yeah. get through this. I mean, I will admit, I, um, I think on one hand, I think that Game of Thrones is a great season or a great series, but their yeah. more recent season has been a little weak. But I think that, like, Game of Thrones is sort of made for its viewers, whereas Twin Peaks is more made for uh, the it's, maker, it's, I guess. It's made for the like, maker, wow. yeah, you're right. Yeah. right. That is Good really point. true. I mean, Twin Peaks is about what David Lynch wants. Yeah. Right. And that happens to coincide with this following that he's cultivated, but it's he doesn't care. Like, yeah. he doesn't care what we think. I also think it's smarter in a way because you have to be paying attention it's not for like the casual fan where game of thrones they throw in i don't know like oh my god battle scene tits and like not and and i am not reducing game of thrones to that because it is a great it's really really good it's really really good but but it's also you could just get that kind of visceral satisfaction from it right I don't think casual. it's a honestly. I don't think it's a very fair comparison because you're talking about different 
true. I mean, I was it talking is, to somebody yeah, about... Right. It's like apples and oranges. It is but apples just, and oranges. I don't know, the feeling I get what the watching experience. Well, and well, it's also and, that we're watching... Usually that's we're watching me, Twin though, Peaks but. and then watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> and sometimes it will feel like, oh, that's cute that Game of Thrones, after like Twin Peaks, right. you know? Like it yeah. feels like very like... Uh, I think I think Twin Peaks, it, for me... It's not necessarily Twin Peaks versus Game of Thrones, but Twin Peaks versus everything else. The way Twin Peaks has changed how we take in television and the pace, and it's very different pace from all other TV, makes Game of Thrones seem like tropes thrown up together very, very quickly, whereas Twin Peaks feels like a deliberate tapestry woven over time because of how slow... I mean, now they're potentially even messing with us to the degree where they're potentially adding Fire Walk With Me deleted scenes and making us think that they were actually scenes in Fire Walk With Me because now we don't even trust ourselves. So I think it's just, to me, it's changed the way that I look at television and movies and it makes other things feel different. Where, like, other things I can be scrolling through my phone reading news... But Twin Peaks, you have to, like, stop and play back and listen and pay attention. And that could be bad in today's day and age, but it could be awesome. Or do you think it's also due to the fact that we are heightening our overall sense because of this podcast? We pay more attention to more of the number theory versus other people. (laughs) Where other people might not be jotting down. Oh, Like every number. It's... 253 yards? Huh. <laughs> At 2.53 nice p.m.? Yeah. Well, you guys, like, you'll play back, you know, parts of Twin Peaks so that you can catch, mm-hmm. you know, you'll rewatch sections. And people do that with Game of Thrones, but it's usually That's because true. they're, well, they're usually trying to remember, like, everybody's fucking name on that That's series. That's true. Right, right. And the tits and ass. Yes. Obviously. Like, <laughs> right now. I'm sure there's... What do you think Podrick did with those hookers? <laughs> Something we'll great. Never know. We'll never know. We'll never question. know. Yeah. So it doesn't give you all the answers. No, it doesn't. Game of it does doesn't. Kind of much, like, much like Twin Peaks, it doesn't give you all the answers. <laughs> well, I will say a theme that we've started to pick up on that definitely becomes clearer and clearer in 13, 14, and 15, which we'll be podcasting about super soon, um, is this transitional scene thing. And I feel that that might have been helpful, actually, in Game of Thrones, and that's the last Game of Thrones reference I'll make. But um, sometimes when when the the plot is driving as quickly as it is in, like, that seven-part mini-series or whatever, like, I could have used the transitional in-between scenes that are now totally clearly there between important scenes we get these like sorbet scenes and it's Mm -hmm. so helpful to just put you in the headspace to be ready to transition into like major information so um part 14 i know the description is something about the dreamer we are like the dream yes that is like one thing i have blindness on i will never remember i never know the description if you just before you watch the episode <laughs> you just jot right? it down yep. it's right there lots of other things jotted right down drawn out and always forget and to, do, to um, get that description it's all right we're we're starting on buckhorn with gordon calling lucy which is a sweet kind of callback recollection moment to have cole calling lucy and it's the first i think 
I mean, it's it's like a strong connection that we're getting closer and closer between Buckhorn and Twin Peaks. Um, he's returning a call, too. Right, returning yeah. a call. First time he's talked to Lucy in a long time. There's some Lucy's dumb <laughs> gags, which I could probably do without. I. That's one thing I disagree with. Like, I didn't think in the original series, even though I know her last name was, her maiden name was Moran, like M-O-R-A-N, like she's a moron. But I never thought she was actually dumb. I thought she was, like, eccentric and spacey, but good at her job. And sometimes she comes up with the best conclusions. So I hate that they keep kind of, like, poking fun at Lucy's What did they say, though? Well, he says, you've been here all through the years, Lucy? And she, like, takes it literally and goes... Well, one year we went to Bora Bora. Oh, right, right, right. We've gone home. Yeah, like, we go home every night, Cole. Like, <laughs> <you> know, like <laughs> That's what like, she's literal. And she's very And young. she's the one who probably caught Chad, who right, gets put away true. later so this maybe episode. Maybe it's just not they're saying she's dumb, but it's a different way of thinking. Yes, exactly. She yeah. has, like, a lot of memory to retain facts, but she only retains them in a, mm-hmm. like, totally literal, linear, linear Maybe she's, level. like, semi-autistic, yeah. you think? Semi-autistic, like, possibly, yeah. yeah. It's the time, like, our generations, where it's like, that wasn't a thing. No one was autistic. Right. As, or they just have, couldn't diagnose it. Right. Because the other thing, yeah. You had the yeah, kids that true. were like, oh, he's just a little slow. It's cool. Yeah, I often think <laughs> it's that. it's like, like, oh... And, like, the ones that were, like, socially awkward, and you're just like, that's just who he is. And that now it's like, oh. We can give him something right. for no, that. Right, no, I know. <laughs> or yeah. there's the stigmatism, too, where parents yeah. don't want to get Well, news. I mean, it's because of all the vaccinations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's just, let's just peel Sorry. off that, you know. Anyway, Stop game back those. to... Uh, I mean, I also think that sometimes when we watch, like, about kinks... Like, now, because everything's out there and on the internet, we know, like, oh, Furby, cool. Like, this thing, cool. Like, there's a kink for everything. So, like, Outlander, I was like, oh, if this guy was in modern day, he wouldn't be, like, a vicious predator. He'd just be, like, BDSM guy Mm -hmm. online. Anyway. I thought you were going to say that, like, Lucy's (laughs) eyes look like a Furby's eyes. Because they kind of do a little bit. That's where I thought you were going with that. eyes spectacular. Yeah. Um, And then, also cool transition that... um, Cole, of course, thinks Truman is Harry Truman, but it's not. It's the new Truman. That's why I think that there's going to be, like... I just hope that maybe Harry just pops in for, like, a guest appearance. I know. I'm still rooting for it. But I think, like, he just is just not I think they obviously obviously wrote it for Harry. Right. So this is where we find out that, you know... um, Truman gives Cole a connection with the two Coopers from Laura's diary. And the diary diary pages. Yes. Um... So, what do you think about the fact that Cole won't, like, fill Truman in on anything? Well, he's untrustworthy. It's still, because it's a Blue Rose case. Right. So it's like, and he doesn't know this Truman. I know. So. It, it, it is just funny that we're so invested in both these mm. plots, and there, that's that could conceivably be the end of their connection for a little bit. Like, he's like, thanks for the info. I really appreciate it. He's very sweet about it. But then he's like, can't tell you anymore. Bye. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Don't really. And so now we got to buckle down because we got a lot of mythos. If if we're talking X-Files, this is like cigarette smoking man everywhere. Right. But can we first discuss how this Buckhorn, South Dakota hotel where we see the exterior, which does feel like the first or second time. 
then we we're go finally inside. Connecting. The interior is like this swanky ass hotel. But we've for been to South this interior Dakota. before, right? But I feel like we haven't really seen the exterior as often, right. where you kind of connect the two, where you're like, oh. Now they're in this swank hotel room with so much Apple merchandise surrounding them. Yeah. Which I don't think the government uses. I feel like they're a Microsoft company. <laughs> so that's just they're what very, I would I think that yeah. they're PC people. <laughs> totally. Not Mac people. Totally true. That's a good point. Yeah, it's the first yeah, time we right? put together yeah. these like, two. Do you settings. think of an FBI on his iMac? No, yeah. you think of him on his weird Dell computer that's a little they're too not, old. Yeah, they're not using state of the art technology. Right. No. Well, I think the important (laughs) point is that they're like, even with locations, they're tightening everything together. Now they're making it really clear how Buckhorn ties in to Twin Peaks and and how, like, this interior question is where did all this equipment come from? That is what I. Well, because now, I mean, maybe it means. Because now this is like a legitimate FBI case that has enough important like enough connections to other cases where now they have the resources and the funding where it's like okay let's make this for real you know let's do this i don't know it's um so we get this scene is really tough to unpack because it's just a lot of explanation and it's the way that they do this which is kind of smart is that tammy is kind of being downloaded or debriefed into the blue rose society and so albert is just literally explaining to her what the blue rose thing is and i i have to say i was surprised i never thought we'd get as clear and concise and like laid out what blue rose meant i always thought it was going to be sort of an obscure thing so this surprised me a little bit no definitely uh he we get a lot more expedition than uh Exposition. <laughs> he went very Clarissa uh, explains it all. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally. Yeah. yeah so what's what 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 is the name of the lady who? So the woman the, is the Lois Duffy. Duffy. Lois Duffy. And, and in nineteen seventy five in Olympia, Washington, that's. I'm giving you a beat one. Oh. <laughs> There's two women, yes. one on the floor. The it's other with a gun, a gun in her hand. Gun in and her the hand. One is shot on the floor, and she says, "I'm like the blue rose. Smiles, dies, and then disappears." Yeah. So that's then, the uh, the uh, doppelganger, right. the one who disappears, right? Right. Because, and then that's when yeah. they look and they see that that woman holding the gun is also Lois Duffy. So both women right. have been Lois Duffy, and then later she hangs herself. Yes. So a lot of important things about that. Very well done, Melissa. Melissa explains it all to take Nate's <laughs> joke and piggyback. Um, but I think so. I don't have a Sam coming through my window. Yeah. So so a lot of cool things. Amazing. T- you know. So first we we're learning about like the doppelgangers, and I love this build with like it's two coops. They, we first hear two coops, and then we hear it repeated, and now it's this explanation. So we're, we've obviously made the connection, and they're feeding it to us, but in a subtle way that isn't right. too over the top. The other thing that I love is there's a lot in this episode, obviously, with dreams, and you know the way that this where the way that um, Albert describes this scene is very dreamlike. You know, it's very kind of experiential and odd and in the moment, and 
I think they do a lot of that. There's a lot of very dreamlike prose and descriptions that are very dreamlike. There's a lot of like someone explaining a dream or an intuition and it becoming true. And that's a really big time. All of Lynch's work that I think is super, super fun to just dive into an experience in a cool way. And just to go back to the whole big scene and Albert goes, those two people that were that found Lois Duffy were Gordon Cole and Philip Jeffries, yes. which is a big plot mm-hmm. point. And right. then he's like, what's the significance of the Blue Rose and Tammy and her fucking bad acting? I'm sorry. It's horrible. I hate her face. I've been I hate tra- it so much. I've been much. more on the Tammy bandwagon. I have to say, I don't hate her in this scene. Tammy, <laughs> Tammy is a dude. <laughs> well, I think, I think it's Nate comes in with theory. this theory. <laughs> yep. We, we, yeah, Nate thinks Tammy's a dude. Is it because of her dude-like movements or just her voice? <laughs> she has a very Jessica Biel's Exactly, all of that. All of that. <laughs> all of it. I can see that because I always hate Jessica Biel too, She's and so she has gorgeous, that kind of masculine, so masculine like right. way about her. It's like, but, like you want to yeah. punch her in the face for no reason. <laughs> but Man-man. Tammy's just a bad actress. Like she can't do the subtle. I'm taking in this knowledge in a natural way because. But maybe she's not supposed to appear natural. I have a theory now that I think she's supposed to be Diane's foil. I think you're just being hooked into some kind of weird, like, Stockholm Syndrome. You've just been with her too long. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, I get you, Tammy, I get you. (laughs) I still hate James. My hatred of James has has been my north. Yeah. I've turned on Bobby. But I've turned on Tammy But James has been my Tammy's giving us what we need because she's giving us the explanation. She, yes. So you yeah. connect with her more than fucking James. I'm like, oh, you've given James. me the food pellets of information. <laughs> which, right. Including yeah. what a blue rose is. because Which blue... is, yeah, which I like is she calls it a tulpa. Yep. Which I had to look up and I'm going to read it right now. It's a uh, being... Which is created through spiritual or mental power, so that's obviously like what the doppelgangers are. Right. So I don't know. Or, I just like that. Wait, so it's I a have, definitely a good description. It's of a what great they description. Are. And she says, and it's from a Tibet. Also, it's a Tibetan term. Weird. Or thought form, which obviously Coop loves. Yes, we Coop all loves know Tibet. This. As does Cole. As, as does, does Lucy. As as <laughs> our uh, our faithful uh, director. Yeah. Here, uh, yeah. David Lynch. Yes. Okay. So awesome. I love. I agree. And Pat, I have to say, when you got when you looked up that tulpa, I was like, "Ooh, I love this man." <laughs> <laughs> but Tammy specifically, I love too that Tammy's getting her. This is like her onboarding time for the Blue Rose Club. She's being like quizzed by her superior, but she says the Blue Rose does not occur in nature. But I wrote this note. Okay, doppelgangers versus Doug Puzz versus original Dougie, which was, like, manufactured for a purpose. So remember how in the first episode where we meet real Dougie, like, mm-hmm. non-Cooper Dougie. He's coherent. Who's, like, oh, coherent yeah. but gets sucked into, you know, the electric socket, as one does. Right. Remind me about electric theory. <laughs> um, we'll bring it up. Yeah, okay, good, good. Um, when he goes into the Black Lodge... 
<laughs> one our man. Sometimes as I'm talking and saying things like this, I say, do you hear yourself? You sound crazy. As he goes in the black That's lunch. why I just sometimes want to go, <laughs> anyone at work, like, want to talk about Twin Peaks? Because I have some theories. <laughs> you I always end up, like, scaring people because you you're like, yeah, but how the one our man in the Black Lodge. But So uh, the one our man in the Black Lodge says about Dougie when he gets sucked in there that he was manufactured for a purpose to like and the sense I got at least at the time was that it was to allow evil Coop, doppelganger Coop to like enter the world and use Dougie like as a substitute so that word manufactured to come well, up think, again Yeah I think the his purpose was that when it was time for Doppelganger to go back, he didn't go back, but it was manufactured Dougie who went back. Right, but so, that's, so my question is, okay, right. is, is a Tulpa a Doppelganger or a manufactured being who like subs oh, in for a Doppelganger right. so I like think, Dougie does? So I think a Tulpa is a Doppelganger and then and then Dougie is a doppelganger of a doppelganger, so right. it's kind of like a distorted, mm, a distorted version of Like that Michael Keaton each, movie. Yeah. Oh, like multiplicity. <laughs> you can make a copy of a copy, yeah. but it's just not the sharp. She touched my right. peppy. That was like my favorite movie for a while. I love Michael Keaton. That is a curious fact that I just learned about Kelly. I and love That was like Michael when I was like, so I'm not hard. sure about Michael Keaton. I used to like quote <laughs> that movie all yes. the time. I love that movie. Did you really love when the Jack takes, Frost no. where he turns into but a when, In multiplicity, when he takes the folded piece a pizza out of his pocket. Come on, that was brilliant. No, that was some good comedy. Some I would definitely comedy. pair that. <laughs> I would pair that with Groundhog Day for a little back-to-back Andy McDowell. Oh, comedic I also action. love Andy McDowell. Shut up, oh. she's amazing. Except so, she yeah. killed all those puppies. What? In um, 101 Dalmatians, <laughs> so in life. I don't know. Maybe she did. I just, <laughs> I'm just making stories Wait, happen. <laughs> You heard it here first. Um, yeah. Dow kills puppies. No, but I agree with Pat because it's like I feel like it's the Tulpa and like the good person. Right. And then there's Dougie's just kind of a vessel. Wait, so the Tulpas just, are yeah. good or bad? Tulpas I always think are the bad version of the good. Okay. Yeah, it's me. your shadow self. Okay, so, yeah, 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 so Tulpa yeah. and doppelgangers shadow are synonymous. Because yeah. we do, now we've got these two disparate evil beings with the Dugpas and the doppelgangers. Because Bob is a Dugpa, but EC, evil Coop, now is just a Tulpa. Yeah. Right. Because he doesn't have Bob. Because, like, okay. yeah, yeah, the Dugpas yeah, can <laughs> take oh, over yeah. someone, but it's not like they're not synonymous with right. each other. Right. Right. And one of the beings derives... I know. But this is probably how more of the Twin Peaks podcasts are. Ours are usually, like, talking about multiplicity, but... And yeah. Jack Frost, because you know? he was a weird snowman for a whole Keaton movie. time. Keaton time. Um, this, and this whole scene is a really, like, good, long, lots of character stuff. So Diane comes in, and... 
Um, Cole asked her if Cooper mentioned Briggs the last time she saw Cooper, and of course... So we find out that Janie E. is related to Diane because once uh, Gordon tells Diane that they find a ring that says to Dougie love Janie E or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Which is like a major big stomach. Yeah, which yeah. was a major big stomach. He says, or she, uh, Diane says that I have a half-sister. Is it a half-sister or a sister? Yeah, it's a half-sister. Half-sister whose name is Janie E yeah. and is married to a Douglas Jones. Much like Donna and, and Audrey. Yeah. I, my first thought half was sisters this is right the, there. Yeah, 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 this is the new Donna and Audrey. Um, I thought this was a really cool reveal and is another way that we're now tying the locations together. This is the first real tie from Buckhorn to Las Vegas, Vegas, which have we've known that Dougie's the tie, but otherwise the investigative powers that be have had no idea. This is the first time they finally have like a solid connection of like, okay, there's no way you'd see this as a coincidence that doesn't merit super severe attention. Right. Um, this mm-hmm. Diane. So now we know the Diane and Janie E combination. And we know that they're estranged for years. And Diane hates her. Yeah. Diane hates yeah. her. And she apparently it seems like she hasn't seen a picture of Dougie. Right. Cause or she's was, just not saying right. that. Because that she would know what Coop looks like. Like right. you, you know? would know like, what Coop oh. looks like. You wouldn't be like, you married someone who looks... Like, just like my boss. Yeah. Right. Like, just like <laughs> this guy weird. totally do. That I'm work. in love with a little bit, but, like, sends me tapes of but his a private fatter. He's a little fatter. Well, yeah. how old is their kid? Well, uh, that kid, so I feel Jim, like that kid has aged in the last three episodes. I guess it's He pos- was, like, 14 in the last episode. It, is, it possible, <laughs> yeah. is it possible that it's not Dougie's kid? I do well, think it's possible. I do think because he because looks he is, half his skin. And it has He's to be Hispanic, a purposeful. So. <laughs> They've been so spot on with familial casting. We're not talking about it yet today. Um, <laughs> but they've been so spot on with that. Like, there's no way that they would just accidentally cast a kid who doesn't look anything like Kyle McLaughlin yeah. or Naomi Watts right, and be like, whoops. Right. You know, like they like knew Sutter what they were doing. Jim just is yeah. this. I Although think doppelgangers can. Whoop. We don't know. Uh, We haven't. We're not talking about 15 today. Well, Um, we don't know the father yet either. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) we're the worst. Ah. See how hard it is to not do subtle spoilers? It's really Ah, hard. Um, (laughs) Some of us are fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Good point. Um, Yeah. Just background, Nate, because if if you didn't listen to when we watched the original Twin Peaks... Pat was just all about the subtle spoilers, where it was like suddenly just minor like, ones, just minor <laughs> little ones. Where yeah. it was like suddenly you were right. like, Pat, we don't really know that yet, but what you're saying is alluding us Things to this. Like calling a character the widow Milford when she wasn't widowed yet, like little things oh, like yeah, that, yeah. like not important, but just. But like, I, I think uh, spoilers. I think like I just see. I just <laughs> I just couldn't help when like Tom was like. You're totally wrong, Melissa. And I, know, then, Melissa, you know, I was like, no, sorry, Spoilers for wrong. those of you who haven't. If you're just listening to the podcast for the first time, which please don't. That's Welcome. dangerous for everyone involved. Um, yeah. Subtle, some of our back episodes first. Subtle background spoilers. Um, Melissa mm-hmm. was always right. Always right. It was really funny. The first funny. round was a lot of easy tropes, though. <laughs> 
Yes. This round. Now it's not so not so it's easy. Like SVU gone, like, <laughs> no. Extreme. I mean, yeah, it's really not so easy to pick up on things. So I love the connection between um, Diane and Janie E. I think it's a great way to like pull too. everything together. And I love the idea. Now it makes me think. So I've said before, I've always, of course, hoped for Audrey and Coop. I now have no hope. And the reason I don't have any hope is not necessarily because Audrey might be in a mental institution, which we'll talk more about next, next episode. Or this um, maybe or a, nut, little, yeah. a nut house. That but is, we'll I think it's more to do with the fact that there will come to the ahead this, you know, when Cooper inevitably, inevitably remembers his past. And I think there will be some of, like, Dougie memories, too. It'll be this, do I want to be with Janie E. and Sonny Jim? Or this other life that I think will be Diane, which makes sense because Diane has been Cooper's North. I mean, she has been the most consistent person in his life for everything. Diane was famous to all Twin Peaks fans before we met Diane as Laura Dern. So I think it makes more sense and it's a more powerful choice for Diane to be the foil or like the, you know, counter to Janie E than Audrey. I think that that wouldn't be a powerful choice. So I'm willing to secede my ship and let the ship sink into the depths and just watch it and cry as the ship just I just don't think there's going to be any ship for Cooper in this. I know. Yeah, probably not. The only ship it could be, though, is Diane. Yeah. Because it's more of a... There's... Like, evil Coop wants Diane and good Coop wants Janie E. Or not like good Coop wants Janie E, but right now it's like evil Coop's communicating with Diane and good Coop Slash Dougie Coop. Well, and then Good Coop just has his moral grounds where he's like, look, this child, I should love this child. Yeah, and that's where, too, I think it's going to be the, the, you know, pull between the two children of his, which we, again, we'll talk about later. So Um, uh, then is Gordon, does he go right to the Monica Bellucci? uh, No, first he calls the Las Vegas Sheriff's Department. Oh, right, And this I didn't (laughs) understand, so if someone could just explain it to me. See, okay, I don't (laughs) know. This wasn't as cute as, I didn't think it was cute. I thought it was annoying. I think it was a, first of all, trying to make it a clear tie, because it's call from Cooper to Twin Peaks, then conversation in Buckhorn, then call, or Cooper, I do that, do that all the time. Uh, Cole to Twin Peaks, Cole's um, Buckhorn, this, right, I, this it's really yeah. true, and then Cole to Vegas, where Cole is literally pulling okay. everything together, so we had to get that sort of through, and I, I always keep my notes right, by right. settings, and we haven't had a setting change yet, um, it's all been Buckhorn, so it's it's all this big long scene that's tied together by phone these phone calls. calls. Yeah. So I think the point is that we need to tie Vegas in and, you know, show that Cole is taking Diane super seriously because he's like, Dougie and Janie E should be considered, like, absolute, the highest priority you need to find these people. And then I also think we get a little bit of this peripheral thing that's happening where everyone's just tightened emotions. You know, everyone is just blowing up at people, behaving oddly. There's dreams and heightened emotions that are kind of um... sifting into the... 
where um, the the Las Vegas sheriff just yells at Wilson. Right. That was great. <laughs> yeah. I also like him from Mad Men. He's so actor. great. He's uh, um, Peggy <laughs> ends up with Peggy Olsen. He's Mad a, Men spoilers too. We just like to spoil everything oh, on this show. You guys are the worst. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> he's the best. He's he's Peggy Olsen's beatnik love. Yeah. yeah. Oh he's yeah. So great. Yeah. And Pat, and he's uh, Pat's doppelganger. Yeah, he's a big bearded man in, in <laughs> Mad Men. Yeah, so I love him. And he just yells uh, at Wilson for nothing. Poor Wilson was just going about his job. Not. How many times do I have to told you this not, is what we do in that yeah. And yeah. then he like bangs on his desk, and I was just like, my nose is just. Why? I know because it's heightened emotion for no reason, out of nowhere. And then there's the uh, the window cleaner who's like screeching. Oh yeah, we forgot and, that. That was like a mini Gordon, palate cleanse. That was a mini right, palate cleanse before dying came in. It just puts it puts you in an uneasy mood, like right. It seems really weird, but that's only because of Gordon's uh, hearing aid. Right. But would you say, and that Gordon's hearing aid yeah. works into my electricity theory. Right. Like, right. electricity is a thing that ties everything oh, together. Oh, they're definitely, I mean, everything is, like, static. And right. Like and Gordon humming, has the advantage humming, yeah. because he's got the, like, only, like, NATO is blind and Gordon's a little bit deaf, and the two of them are going to maybe lead them to... The, the truth but like I, I think that's where Gordon has an advantage also because David Lynch gets to be the main character in his right. story like he's just right. I feel like Gordon is kind of the main character I mean he's no, tied he's everything totally together <laughs> mean whereas he's in the original Twin Peaks he was like there for background color now he that's why I keep calling him Cooper because he's like <sighs> the main character um, yeah and then we get into the Monica Belushi dream so okay. Okay. Ideas about Monica Bellucci. Um So he's having Sometimes lunch. I was it in? Some wine. Was it in Paris <laughs> that he was having lunch? Yes, Paris. With, uh, Crippery. With Monica Bellucci, his type I of lady. I can't speak. Up. She is um, totally his type of lady. And yeah. she's yeah. in the Matrix. She's also known as like the most beautiful woman in Italy. Like, and she is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And she, David Lynch, was married to Isabella Rossellini. She was, so she's also in. Like, uh, Similar to Isabella Rosalina. She's Matrix. pretty good in Mozart yes. in the Jungle, too. Is she? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, she's in amazing in that. She's but, so good. She plays Monica like this. Is. Yeah. She plays like a washed up opera singer who's trying to make a comeback. Mm. And she's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, she's I great. I saw that season. Was that the most recent most season? Most recent season, okay. yeah. Was I was really good. Yeah, yeah. She was also in The Matrix because yeah, I mm-hmm. also went into a small ID, IMDb, like. Vortex. Because you thought her. she was Isabella Rossellini for a second. No, I knew she was someone. She's way hotter than Isabella. Because I saw. Well, don't tell that to David Lynch. Oh well. <laughs> she was the one in the Matrix who was like, "Give me a kiss." Yeah. Because I like in the you. white peplum dress. I loved that dress. And then she was also like a Bond. <laughs> So, yep. and then I was like, yep, then yep. I went into her wiki. It was a whole thing. I yeah, mean, David true. Lynch likes a stunningly beautiful, a, you know, sexy woman. That's well, for sure. Dark hair. Side <laughs> note, she's also a good actress because she even when she's actress. just like not trying, Tammy, um, Tammy she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, emoting in some way like it right. feels real yeah. versus Tammy yeah, where she's right. like oh yeah really wanted that's cool 
Yeah, you're Gee, right. Got it? Kid. So, hmm, I don't know. She says we are the dreamer that dreams within the dream. Something like that. We're, we're like, like the, the dreamer. dreamer. We are like the dreamer that who dreams. dreams. And then lives inside the dream. And lives inside the dream. But who is the dreamer? And Oof. then she she motions, she looks behind Gordon and is kind of motioning him to look behind himself. Right. And, and he first looks of all, behind he's... and then he sees the fire walk with me flashback. Yes. Right. First he gets a very oh, yeah. uneasy feeling. Yes. Yeah. And then when he looks, he sees himself listening to a dream that Cooper talks about in fire walk with me. Yeah. And this is when all this stuff goes down that I think we tried to, so listeners will know that we know Twin Peaks very well. We don't know Firewalk with me as well. I watched it once and I thought I would never watch it again. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to fucking watch it again. Let's not watch it <laughs> really once. upset. We've watched it twice and the reason I haven't watched Firewalk with me as many times as Twin Peaks is not because it's not good. It's just so disturbing and upsetting. Yeah. yeah. There's seldom a night that I'm like, oh, it right. feels like a t- you know, like right. a firewalk with me. Right. There's nothing you know? where we're like, hmm, you know what would be mm. nice in the background? Firewalk with me. Right. And all the daddy daughter mm. I love. No. I love how it ends in rape and murder. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, same reason my dad still gets mad at me about this. A Jew who has never seen Schindler's List. Never. But there has just never been a day where I wake up and say, like, today I want to watch Schindler's List. It's like, I just don't ever feel that way. Like, and so, not that I'm comparing, but I'm just saying you you seldom feel like going to dark places. I know. And Twin Peaks, I mean, Fire Walk With Me is way different tone than Twin Peaks. Right. And, like, yeah. when I first watched Fire Walk With Definitely. Me, I was like, shit, like, this is yeah. not cool. I mean, like, it's, it's you guys dark. walked out of here, like, just, and uh, I, I mean, you feel like it's, it's even, fetal position. You're going to rock in the fetal position and cry. And most people will say the new series is even, like, not, you know, it's not like the original, but Fire Walk With Me is, like, it's is definitely bridge. dark. Right. It's definitely yeah. dark. Now I think the new season really does kind of, like, at first it felt way more like Fire Walk With Me than Twin Peaks. Right, right, Now exactly. I think they've kind of found a little bit of a, a balance. Like, a little balance where I'm it like, is, okay, yeah. it's like a combination of the best parts of both. Like, it's got all the creepy mythos stuff of Fire Walk With Me, but it has some of the sweetness of Twin Peaks does, and the does. character drive yeah. and but a lot of the other who stuff. who would have thought that there would be so much tie-in from Fire Walk With Me to Twin Peaks? Like So much more than Twin Peaks. Like, it's so... Like, you have... If you didn't... That's when people are like, oh, you do this podcast? Like, oh, I should watch that. So it's just the two season. I was like, and the fucking movie. Right. Watch you the have movie. To watch, watch it twice. You're In not going to want to. But just rewatch it one more time. Right. And then try and get into the new What season. you should really do, listeners, if you haven't done this and you want to do this, watch Twin Peaks season one in its totality. Watch season two, episodes one through nine skip until the last episode and then watch Firewalk with me and then you've got what you need because really those gaslight episodes are right. truly gaslight episodes like he has brought nothing from those episodes so you'll right. remember Nate there's yep. a series of like from 9 to you know 21 right. yeah. it's, it was harsh it's, it's it was like 2-9 to 2-21 they're, they're great for just like fun and campiness and like nostalgia but they're not like good TV. The Mounties, the Mounties. And like Evelyn right. and like 
the mill like mill plot becomes like the main plot. Like. Well, as it gets farther away from like the <laughs> key Palmer. murder, right. Right. right? I mean, I think that even as it like when you watch the episode with the funeral, yeah, you're still so you're kind of coming out of that main right. story, like but nice you're still off. yeah, it's, it's, it's nice yeah, to see yeah. all of those characters mm. and but it's sort of like after that is when I really start losing right. focus on. Yeah. That it just doesn't feel like it's going That's anywhere. when it got canceled. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. And, and, and it's totally, I mean, David it's Lynch has said, and much has already been said about, like, they didn't want to reveal the killer, and the network made them, and that was what ultimately, like, drove the ratings down and drove everything down, was, like, this whole thing was built on a mystery. What makes the return so unique and cool is that I think we're getting a lot of answers, but right. it doesn't feel like... David Lynch is selling out or, you know, giving into a network or giving into commercial pressures in any way. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we're getting answers and we're getting somewhere, but it also feels artistic and surreal and different, yeah. you know. So I really think they've nailed it with the return. And it's been a great way to bring everything together. I'm, I'm sad that it's we're close now to the end. So, so I sad. guess one thing about the dream that they remember with Bowie... We get yes. to see Bowie that I want to talk about is uh, yes. when he like points at Cooper and says like, "Is what does he say? Who is this? Who do you think that, is, think that is there?" And yeah. I'm wondering, does I mean, is it Coop there? Is Bowie out of his time? Like, yeah. what is? What's I had a theory there that Bowie, so Philip Jeffries is just. We know Philip Jeffries is in the Black Lodge, and he is. In the Black Lodge to an amount of time where he has learned how to communicate with, like, Dugpas and Tulpas and, like, have agency over these beings, that I think he, at that point, kind of comes unstuck. And when he sees Cooper, he doesn't know where he is in time or when. And so he doesn't, for a moment, he's thinking maybe it's evil Cooper doppelganger Cooper. And that's why he says, you know, who do you think that is there? But that's where, is that a real scene? Did that really happen? I am almost positive it didn't because I remember because I hadn't seen Fire Walk with me before and I knew Bowie was in it, I was anticipating more Bowie. It was so little. And it was so So little. little. So, yeah, yeah, but I do remember that scene. No, he comes Just not all of the additional, right. But he never points at Cooper. It's just more like he comes in and then kind of disappears. He says something, though. He does say something. Well, and that's where, does he say the, like, thing about Judy that we'll get into next episode? But, like, it's like that extended. I need to pull out my other notebook. And so we, we, Melissa, so tell our listeners what you discovered when you were trying to do research on it with the Fire Walk With Me thing. Oh, because before all the return, you could watch Fire Walk With Me on various platforms of the streaming medias, but now that the return is out, all of that has been taken away and you just have to rent it now. Right. So, like, I was literally, as we were watching this episode, I was like, okay, Showtime, Show me Fire Walk With Me so I can just, like, fast forward. Not there. Netflix, show me Fire Walk With Me. Nope. There's anything that begins with fire. Hulu, do you maybe have it? No, of course you <laughs> So, 
makes you me can rent it for three dollars, but I wasn't gonna do it in this short of time because I would have had to download the Amazon Prime app. It would just be a. I mean, might that feels deliberate to me. Like I yeah. think they're. I mean, to... we might have to do it together next. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will donate a dollar. And then the 50. fact that Albert says I'm beginning to remember that too, yeah, as Cooper yeah. describes it. It's not I remember that too. I'm, I'm beginning, beginning to remember, remember that, that too, too, which makes me think like. Did that scene actually happen, or no? I don't know if it actually did. But I, I, I hear him though, because because sometimes you do real like right. when you hear a, someone recount something, you're like, okay, I'm starting to remember that again. You know, but you don't necessarily, you don't usually say I'm beginning to remember. Right, that again. it's a right. unique way of putting yeah. it, which makes me think that David Lynch and David Lynch has been very controlling about things on IMDb about. Like, spoilers, they've been very, very close-knit with this. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to look. Maybe it did happen in Firewalk with me. Maybe it didn't. But I certainly needed the flashback. There have been other times when we've been like, that was a heavy-handed flashback that we didn't need. This time, I needed the flashback. Most I would of never them, have remembered. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then and we get a Most of them scene. I need, actually. <laughs> yeah. Most of them, except for, like... The original, like when they the first, first showed Bob, Bob and, yeah, where they're like, "Remember who Bob is?" And I'm like, oh, "Okay, if although, you don't know who Bob is, then stop." But I like, I like seeing Bob again. It's true. Oh, so it's good. I did like seeing Frank Silva. We haven't, we haven't forgotten about you. An episode hasn't been dedicated to him. Yeah, yet. it was. It was like oh, it was? the first. Or okay, good, yeah. good, good, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was dedicated to Bo- David Bowie, right? Yeah, because the next one is. Margaret Latterman. Yeah, 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 that's true. So this one's David Bowie. This one's lots David of Bowie, dedications because yeah. there's lots of deaths in the cast mm. of Twin Peaks. Oh, that's true. It's an old cast. But let's go into happy thoughts of the Twin Peaks Sheriff Department, where Yay. someone ordered a ham and cheese sandwich, a turkey and cheese sandwich, <laughs> a roast beef and cheese sandwich, and just cheese. And then Hawk has the audacity to be like, "Who ordered just cheese?" Fuck you, Hawk. We all know Andy just ordered hey, his cheese. Like, yeah. we all know it. That's like, you Andy. do too. Andy's so cute. Aww, yeah, Andy. and we get, I love the way they arrest Chad the douchebag. I have mixed feelings about this. No action. way. No, I want him to be arrested, obviously, but they they just the pull a gun on him. <laughs> like, Hawk just whips out his gun. They don't read him his rights. And he's like, I don't think you know what you're doing. And I was like, but... Shouldn't someone like explain why he's being arrested? Like yeah, it's Twin Peaks, they like kind of fly right. the seat of their pants. But like, if I was being arrested <laughs> and I was like, "What are the charges?" That would be the first thing. I mean, I he like, knows. He knows what he did. Right. Did they say that? Didn't they say something? For like just that? generally being a douchebag. No, they said, "I think you know." I think yeah. you know. And yeah. then he goes, "This is assholes. a big mistake." And then I, my only note, other note is, don't they have to read him his rights? I was like. I'm not, but I watch a lot of SVU. They did that when hey, they walked he, into a cell. Hey, he took... Hey, <laughs> right, he, he took, after the fact. He right. took the mail, though. That's a felony <laughs> offense right, right there. I'm serious, right? The, you steal yeah. mail? That's, fel- that's a felony you offense right there. You mess with the mail? I that's know why that, that package I, has been down in our lobby for... Oh, my God. <laughs> Let's just get rid of that. Two years. No. <laughs> we all agree. In case listeners forgot, Nate's our neighbor. And that's why we talk about things that's like why that I throw, package. If I get wrong mail, I just throw it out. 
Right. Then you're just That's your methodology. So should yeah. you just throw it out, or let's should you open it, it and I... throw it out? Oh yeah, let's let's well, open it and play with it. Why don't you just bring it to the person's door and just? No, it's because no, they don't it's live It's the here. wrong address. Yeah. 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 You have to cross it out and circle the thing and put it back Ugh, outside. Come on, no. <laughs> it's too much. Too much. This is a great scene. It really is. With we got Bobby, Hawk, Andy, and Truman. They're going to Jackrabbit's palace. I really love that Bobby's the central tie it together person. Yeah. Um, and the way, and we, these are all a big difference here. Like in Twin Peaks, the wooded scenes were not necessarily in Snoqualmie, Washington. These yeah. are in Snoqualmie, Washington for sure. Like right yeah. by where the Certainly the, the cinematography the is way better. It was really, it was really good. Beautiful. I'll admit, yeah, it's yeah. very good. It does pull you in. It's very yeah. atmospheric. Yeah. If you, yeah. Yes. If you follow any of like the actors on like Instagram, they'll hashtag um, Snoqualmie. Uh, and they're yeah. like, oh, back here. We love Snoqualmie because so you know, <laughs> so great. So. We, I feel like we hiked these paths. Like, it, it yeah, really is, like, yeah. right outside Snow- Salish Lodge, which is the exterior of Great Northern. Yeah. There are all these great hiking paths that are right by Snoqualmie Falls, which is the waterfall. And, like, this is all... They're keeping it really local to Snoqualmie in the return, which is also super cool for fans. So like, cool. it's just really cool. And I thought the shot where they're walking on that sort of wide path, the trees are extremely tall and green and verdant, and it's their gray uniforms or their brown khaki khaki, khaki. patrol. Oh, we miss you, Harry. You looked so good in khaki. Um, walking down the was just like a great shot. They looked really good. And we get to the um, Jackrabbit's Palace and end up with this scorched engine oil or lava in a circle. And <laughs> well, first, NATO. can I just say that? One, Bobby's talking about his dad's place of work, which always reminds me of the X-Files where Mulder goes into that weird shed of just machinery. Yes. That's where I just feel like Major Briggs Yeah, because he's talking about the blue pine or the, yeah. Because he's like, oh, blue and he's book. like, what did blue your, yeah. what did your. But it's like blue pine mountain, isn't it? Could be. Uh, it could be. Yeah. Because. That's yeah. where Major Briggs is. Yeah. The facility is nearby and it burned down. Right. But... That's. Yeah. Wait a minute. And he's like, all I remember is there was a lot of machines because, like, Andy's like, what did your dad do? He's like, I don't know. It was top secret. Yeah. And then there was... That's classified. Right. And then they (laughs) they went to basically a weird tree stump and were like, oh... Now it's 253 yards due east. Let's put some soil in our pockets, guys. And this is all going back to the letter that was found. Like it was a small stuff thing. in the chair and the yeah. bullet. That all of this is from Major Briggs to yeah. Bobby Briggs. And like really, Bobby Briggs is just kind of the messenger from Major Briggs just to the, the sheriff's department. Yeah. And my big question is how do you know how many yards you have walked? I don't hike. I mean, if you're paces, a I, guy, I think I you go you by do. paces, but yeah, you're kind of guesstimating. I just was and, but like, then how do you know how many yards? Obviously, Talk. they don't need to guess much longer once they get to a certain point and they see smoke or right. Just keep walking until you trip over a, a dead, naked person with a naked, no eyes. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of 
naked person with oh, no yeah. eyes. With Thank you, Uncle Nate. Her eyes. <laughs> so this is where we get NATO, who I thought for sure was dead. I thought she sacrificed oh, I she herself. Was totally dead. I thought she sacrificed herself so that Cooper could come into the world. So interesting that she she's just got alive. thrown into the Nether. Yeah, into Twin Peaks. Um, and water. this is where we see. So much That's like what... interesting too. We just had a solar eclipse. We have this moment that was, you know, preordained in time by Major Briggs. It's like a specific place, time, and something else. I don't know. Um, it's 2.53, it's Jackrabbit's Palace. Place and time. Yeah. Pretty place and time. And yeah. that's where they find NATO, and it's also where the portal kind of opens. And so, interesting, I thought that Andy, of all of the people in the group, is the one who gets sucked into the portal. I yep. mean, yep. that's where I'm like, why Andy? I knew it was going to be not? Andy. Why <gasps> Andy? That was so good, Pat. Um, I just figured it would be Andy because he's like the pure soul. Right. And I the feel like innocent. he's yeah. the most Cooperish of out of all of them where he's just more like, yeah, everything's... He's just the more positive one. Because when I first saw that, I was like, it's like a child. Fuck, they're going to no, take we both right. You're not going to overthink yeah. it, right? If yeah. you, if you think like wonder. Andy does. Yeah. And I really thought, I was like, fuck, they're going to take Andy. Fuck, we're never going to see Andy again. I was like right. very concerned that Andy would never come back. Me too. Yeah, one, I freaked out about that too. One thing on the rewatch too, I think maybe we didn't see everything that the giant told him, or the fireman as he calls himself. Right, which we need because to Because he, he comes back and he knows what to do and he he's very sure of himself and uh, very confident, Andy. Yeah. So I don't think we heard his whole message because... Well, it's just too I, much I, I to take in. Right? I didn't remember... Like, we see the images, he shows him images through the smoke thing. Um, but I don't know what they mean necessarily... Well, uh, I kind of maybe I do. What, 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 so, what and I, I wrote down all the images. Okay. We're gonna unpack them. <laughs> okay. So first, let's just talk about how the giant is now fireman. Right. So the giant's a fireman. Yeah. There's but a what whole I think lot the insinuation here. with the fireman is that he puts out fires. Fire so, walk with me. Right. Exactly. And he oh, kind of yeah. has been. Okay. He has That's been good. helping to put out the fires yeah. of evil. By a good guy. He's, he's a good guy. He is yeah. a good guy. We know the giant is not a force of bad. We the giant has been him. a force of good. So I think that that's actually cool to call he him a fireman. He known to us, I think. The, yes. Our man, so. Yeah, and the fireman and the man from another place and one our man are all like neutral to good figures. Yes. They're not duck puzz. So I think that makes sense. And right. it's one armed man was a Dugpa, though. Right. Until he's he a, took off he's the arm. He's a redeemed Dugpa. Yeah. He's a redeemed Dugpa. <laughs> the fireman, good rebranding. I'm fine with that. I think it makes sense. He puts out fires. Um, he. So Andy, I love. I actually think I agree with you guys that I think Andy is chosen because he's the purest. He's like a blank slate to take it all in naturally without like. Fireman you know. plus Andy spinoff. I would watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So when Andy gets his origami tea kettle swan of confusion, um, that opens up this like port. It opens up this port. So he's, Andy's basically like looking at the like s- this like window, and he's getting all these images that. 
the fireman is giving him. And, and I feel like the fireman almost gives Andy, like, all of the information of tying everything together. He's like, here, right. Andy, I'm going to give you this. Right. Right. He shows him like the other world yeah. entity. It's a little like. Bob. Yeah. I feel like it's a lot of, hey, audience, don't forget all of this other shit that just has gone down. <laughs> right. Because I know that you've only been half paying attention, but like, just so you know, remember creepy alien guy from the black box that killed those people from yes. episode two? It's that like was the, the first one. The lion of the circle. So and the, then. Oh, continue. So the kind of order that we go in here is that, and I wrote portal theory, they're all connected. Guys, I don't want to do like a... All gotcha, his movies are connected. Gotcha. Like from, <laughs> from Parks and Recreation. <clears throat> gotcha. That's like, this is my gotcha moment. I have been saying these portals are connected. It's all about it's portal true. theory. And this is where that I really I haven't think. denied you on. This is where I really Stay think we next see episode. definitively that portal theory is where it's at. <laughs> Naysayers of portal theory, you're wrong. So first we see the black box portal. Then we see kind of a shot of Doug Puzz, just general Doug Puzz. And Andy's kind of like, Oh, the convenience story. Well, yes. first yeah. we mm-hmm. see the that weird alien giving birth to... Bob in a bubble. Right. That's Bob so worldly entity. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Black Box, Doug Putt, and then it's Bob Bubble. Yes. And then it's Gas Station. Well, but, and then that, after Gas Station, that's when we see the electrical wires. Right. And this is the first time, we've obviously known that electricity is a big thing. This is the first time I thought, oh my God, the travel through line is electric wires. Like, it, like, the portals are connected through these wires of electricity. Like, electricity mm-hmm. is literally what connects the portals. It's what know? connects the world, right? Right. So. Anyway, so we get the, the <laughs> portal of electricity, and then the, uh, we gotta have Cheryl Lee somewhere, and here she is. Cheryl Lee, Laura Palmer, and the two angels. Then oh, we yes. see. And what was the thing that you caught about the angels? Well, in Fire Walk with Me, she said that the angels no longer watch her or something. Right. And it was when she was looking at her, she had a picture of a door with some angels. It was like an angel tea party. Yeah. And then the angels mm-hmm. went away, and that's when she got locked into the portal. Yep. And saw mm-hmm. Annie for the first time. And then, and what's interesting is we get the two angels and Laura, and then we get the two coops. And their faces are kind of like melding and splitting. Oh, the evil yeah. coop and the good coop. Yeah, paint, yeah. It spells well, first that out we get Andy. the tra- we get um, what's her name? NATO. I, I have. Oh yes, NATO. Yes, NATO. I forgot. And then I, I we get two times NATO. I forgot yeah. her. No, but she. There's an image of her. Because and then it goes to the two coops. And then it goes to the two coops. Okay, and then no, okay. it's phone line one. It's a flashing phone line. Yes, blinking light. Do we think Andy gets? Do we think Andy gets all these messages? Too no, I think Andy's not. just taking them in. And much like when Cooper calls them in the original series and is like, I know who killed Laura Palmer. Yes, it can yeah. wait. Like, he's just taking in this dream and this information, and he's going to, like, I think Andy knows because of his experiences. He's like, I'm just taking it in. I don't understand it. I'm remembering it. And, like, when it comes back, and it matters, it'll come back and matter. Right. Like, I, I think he doesn't know what it means yet. But Andy's the only one now who has all this information together in one place. Right. He's the so only one in Twin Peaks that yeah. has 
what us as watchers know. Right. Andy is basically given like a summary of everything. So he gets the phone He's line blinking. Long. <gasps> oh my god, that's so important. <laughs> then we get um, this phone line blinking, and then a moment that oh, it's really devastating and weird where Andy is leading Lucy. And you don't see his face. He's, like, leading her into the reception area mm-hmm. and then backing away and leaving her there. And she looks terrified. It does not... It looks like the scourging the, of the Shire in Lord of the Rings. Like, it's not a good omen. Right. It's like, it's in not the, good. It's in the sheriff's department, but we don't right. know. And it's present-day Lucy. I can't yeah, tell, like, if, yeah, like, yeah. her eyes are afraid or not, though. They're just always... I know, her eyes like, are always so big. at 100%. <laughs> Everyone else is, like, at 50. <laughs> you know? And then we get another shot of NATO. Then the six from Fat Trap trailer. Which we saw in... Mostly. It's the same, like, shot from Firewall yes. with me. Mostly. Yeah. And then back to reality of Jack Rabbit's palace. And that's when Andy comes in with, he's, like, carrying NATO. Yeah, and it's such yeah. a great... And they're all flickering and stuff. But he takes charge and, like, says she's important and we gotta get her and yeah. s- to safety in the jail cell next to douchebag Chad and some drunk guy who keeps bleeding out of his mouth. And repeating everyone who says yes. stuff. So I'm do you think somebody's after her, yeah. though? Is well, that... he does say there uh, are she's, people who yeah, want to Because he put her in the... Yeah. yeah, so what does that mean, do you think? Well, I think, I think if, Like Doug or I think if uh, evil, evil Coop. Coop. Oh, if yeah. he found yeah. out about her, he'd want her down. around. Oh, yeah. yeah. So maybe oh. that's... Yeah, and Andy doesn't oh. know all the details, but... And this is like Andy in the original Twin Peaks was the one who unlocked the whole map of like, it's not a simple, it's a map. Yeah. You know, like sometimes Andy and Lucy get it right and they're mm-hmm. the ones you should listen to because they don't overthink it. They just like act on instinct and mm-hmm. get it right. Mm-hmm. So like I love this. I love this moment being given to Andy. It could have been Hawk. I think Hawk would have been the next choice to give this scene to. I feel like it would have been I feel like it would have been too much if it was Hawk. Yeah. He's already right. gotten a lot. He's got right. a lot. And he's got he the already... log lady, right? Yeah, yeah. he's got all the yeah. log lady his... He yeah. has his native sixth sense, yeah. which that they rely on so much also. So I think that they had to split it up. Yeah, I think yeah. They, and yeah. they need to prove that, like, and, and then, you know, Chad is yelling at Andy and saying, like, you're no cop, you're no cop in the prison cell. And I think that that's, this is proving to us that, like, no, Andy is a good mm-hmm. cop. Like, there have been times when we've been like, what is Andy doing? But this is, like, Just Andy's like I good. think Lucy's a great employee for, yeah. I think she, I do think she's the one who took Chad down. Yeah, she did. Really she do. saw I the, mean, like, we she saw him steal the mail, and that's a felony, like I said. Yeah, for sure. It's a for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay, so here we get into some theory that I want. I want Melissa to unpack this theory because it's pretty big. When they're in the jail cell, um, Lucy's putting pajamas on the Asian lady. And then there's the who's deemed in the credits as drunk guy or the drunk. But my big thing is maybe the mimicking bloody guy is Billy. Because we haven't seen Billy for a few days. He's obviously been in the cell for a few days. He's super gross looking. 
And then he's also, as we'll get into it, as we get into the end of the episode, we'll see that he was bleeding from his nose and his mouth. Yeah. And then he's been very red lodgy. Yeah, I think he turns super dead on. They call him crazy a lot in that last scene. Yeah. He's acting all crazy. He jumped over a six-foot fence. Right. Yeah. Uh, But... But then he's also yeah. mimicking, which is what Dougie's been doing, yeah, yeah. but worse. And then, like, in the beginning of when Nato is in the cell and they're, like, he's mimicking her chattering, it's almost like they were, like, actually communicating versus, <laughs> like, cool, like right. And we don't know for sure, like, if, you know, the sweetness of Dougie Coop that doesn't necessarily mean, like, every person who's returned from an experience has that same, like, sweetness. Right. Like, the mimicking thing is definitely a Dougie parallel. I don't know how we didn't get it. I think you're so dead on, Melissa. I think that has to be Billy. Like, it was watching it for the second time. It was like, yeah. well, he's very bloody. Who yeah, from the nose and, and mouth. And they're focusing so much on him. And, like, Lynch and doesn't give us, them. like, a... Yeah. He doesn't do like here's just a no nothing scene. It's like yeah. pay attention to all of this. It's right. gonna come back and we're gonna have to talk about it. You know what? Just I have to yeah. call myself out because I remember when we were watching the original series and talking about speculations for the new series. I was like, well, the new cast is like 214 actors. There's no way that all 214 of those have like an actual part. I'm sure many of them are just random extras that don't mean anything. There has not been one character who doesn't mean anything. Like, everybody has a meaning right. and a purpose and crazy. is tied it. Like, crazy. I don't even yeah. know how I mean, they does it. so many of them that we need to go back and kind of... Right. I mean... Watch, because, like... That's really... That's a Game of Thrones parallel right there. Because right. a million characters. I know, and yet, somehow <laughs> in Game of Thrones, they are... They're better when they cut out characters, and in Twin yeah, Peaks, right. they're better when they add characters. <laughs> okay. Like, the more characters, the better. It's working great. And we um, sort of get a, another addition here with, with Freddy. Freddy. Yeah. He's very interesting, I think. that's This is a... We cut to James Hurley, and... His glove-clad friend, Freddie Sykes, which Sykes, I, when I think of that last name, I think of Oliver Twist, Bill Sykes, who's the villain in Oliver Twist. But they're great northern oh, yeah. security guards, and they are cracking nuts together. And we have met Freddie before in the Roadhouse. And Freddie is cracking nuts with his green glove, which at first you're like, okay. I, you don't really get that it's yeah. cracking nuts. Yeah, that he's cracking nuts and that he has super strength in that right. hand. It's, it's a like, okay, poor he's... way of doing it. Which, who else had super strength? <laughs> Nadine. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm wondering if there's a Nadine parallel okay. here. That's a good um, question. I think a... they'll make it full circle. But he only, get, he only gets super strength when he put on the glove. Right. Though. So we get this long story that's very dreamlike. I mean, the way he explains this story, it's like a dream. Yeah. But before we get there, I want to get your opinion as a group on James right now. James's state of being. Fucking hate him. <laughs> yes. Okay. I saw an article on io9 that said, "Is James cool?" 
Oh, yeah. I didn't I even read it because I, I don't care. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know what the answer was, but I maybe my reaction. Of I think that reaction does tell you <laughs> oh my right. God. everything you need to know. On so many levels. Well, like, I, I don't think he's also, cool. But well, it's a reference <laughs> to itself because in, yeah. in the first episode, like Shelly was like, he's still cool. He's always cool. He's always Cool. But it's like, <laughs> he was never cool. I think right. probably it's a meta reference of how fans are like, either they love James for nostalgia reasons, or they're like, we hate James. Like I don't understand how anyone loves well, him. Well, and Shelly's like, been serving pie, <laughs> like, since I mean, we left her 20 years I ago. I hate his bad, I mean, I, I love his bad acting. I love his bad acting. I know. Acting. It's gotten yeah. slightly better, but... I mean, slightly, yeah. Well, I agree. He's like another... Uh, Right now, he's just like a vessel for information, kind of like yeah, Tammy. it's true. You know, he's yes. taken so, on a secondary role. Like Freddie, if anything, the more person. Tammy's yeah. the new James. <gasps> Tammy's the Tammy's new the James. New... Tammy is a dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown! It's so true. Yeah, so we get this whole story, and the gist of the story is that Freddie was visited in a dream by the giant slash fireman and told that he should go to the, these dreams are so specific. Um, he should go to a store and find this packet package of gloves and take one glove out of the package and put the glove on his right hand. And that hand would then have the power. I mean, if you of had a weird dream, a and driver. then like suddenly you were like passing by the store that was in your dream, you would be like, I'm just going to go in. Oh, I know. I'm I mean, I... And how did he... So, it is quite amazing that he remembered these specific instructions and well, quotes from his dream. Like, that's pretty tough. Well, if it's a really interesting dream, I think you do. You take yeah. note. He wrote it in his dream. Well, it's life-changing. Okay. Because well, he did go and do or that. Or he said he wrote it in his... Yes. Book too. Okay. Well, he didn't say he wrote uh, it in his notebook, but oh, then the next day he when know. he he like remembered <laughs> right. and acted on it, right, right. so his life or did change. From I this guess dream. you. I guess you could maybe speculate that he was just like summarizing like the gist of what. Well, he, he also said. was in a place because mentally where he wasn't ready. Like he was like, "What am I doing with my oh, life? Well, like actually, this is right. pretty shitty." I mean, yeah. he yeah, has this dream right. being like, "Here's the... your destiny." Right, right. And then I you would say... remember if so, like you had a dream that was like, "This is what you're meant to do." Pat. And really, it wasn't a dream. <laughs> I it was actually sunk into a vortex. <laughs> So he sure. actually was sucked into a portal. Oh, he actually was. So, yeah, yes, no, no, we no, know, we know that he... Yeah, I just wrote, he, he gets a strange feeling, jumps onto a high stack of boxes, and he's sucked up into a vortex floating, sees the fireman, the giant. But that's what I'm saying, yeah. like, even Andy, like, do we know if Andy got those specific... Right, images or... Well, that's where it's like, is the black But that's also why he picked not. up NATO and was like, yeah. we gotta bring her to a cell right now because... She's important. Right, that's yeah. why I think he got some instructions that we didn't see. Yeah, fair. Right. But either way, I mean, whether it was dream instructions or sucking to a vortex, <laughs> the reality is he now has a hand that yes, allows yes, him to yes. have the power of a pile drive with his hand. <laughs> yes. Super one punch. Yeah. Um, I An love iron term, fist, you yeah. might say. The term jobs worth. I learned, I mean, this must be a British term. Jobsworth. Hey, Jobsworth. It's more me Jobsworth, which I never, like, I'm like, I love that. It's like someone who just says no, they won't, like, bend the rules for you because it's more than their Jobsworth. 
<laughs> and we don't know if, if Freddie ended up like beating that guy to death. Well, or... that's where I was initially yeah. thinking maybe he was on the run, kind of. Yeah, because he he says he punched him, and we know later that that punch is mighty powerful. But he punched him in his George. What did he say? His face. Isn't a George a face? Yeah. I don't fucking know. Um, I live in this country. I know, but sometimes <laughs> British isms are just like a part of the zeitgeist. But There's so much British slang in like the last half of it. He's just like, yeah. just so you know. And from <laughs> London town, guys. <laughs> London he also verbatim quotes Day in the Life, and they have a little chuckle about oh, that it. Was so great, it was great, and it made, made me know either James is acquiescing or he actually knows a line of music from the Beatles, which I makes think he James does. a little bit cooler. Look just at, a little bit yeah, cooler. Yeah, they're, they're like good music fans in Twin Peaks. I mean, look at the Bang Bang Bar. Oh, yeah, because they do this say, year. are you going to go to the Roadhouse? Who's playing? I don't know. Like, we'll still go. Like, whatever. I think yeah. they're, they're, they're big music really, fans. Yeah, if like, something like the Bang Bang Bar actually, actually existed in Snoqualmie, Washington, I would go there four times a year. I mean, like, good bands I, I playing know, in Snoqualmie, I mean, Washington, that's amazing. Yeah. Right. That's pretty amazing. Like, we here's were my... at that one bar. I know, and it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not yeah. like that. It's a just keep your wallet close kind of bar. <laughs> like, it's not like that at all. But my big question <laughs> is, so you have this massive dream, and then you get uh, Reality, super... maybe. So you have a dream, you get a supernatural <laughs> hand... And then it tells you to go to Twin Peaks, Washington. Because he's Ooh, a fireman, and this is yeah. going to be someone who right. puts out fires. But still, then you go to Twin Peaks, and you're like, hmm, this is Twin Peaks? And then you end up as a security guard for a hotel? What do you mean? It's gorgeous there. Marijuana's legal. People are sleeping with people yeah. half their age. Like, it's an awesome place to be. I see nothing. I see, like, <laughs> But when you I come feel. from London to... Where it's loud and smoky and gross. <laughs> All right. I want to live in Snowballmy. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I see your point. I think that's fair. Like, he's waiting it out for his purpose. And we'll that's see what true. it is. And I like, too, how this scene really, like, pivots and makes James a secondary character. And mm-hmm. Freddie is really the main character. James has always been a secondary yeah. character. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was saying, because you never saw him with any kind of major plot lines. Even as a secondary character. I mean, he knew Maddie, but he wasn't there when, like, Maddie was getting murdered. Like, right. he was never... Um, anything was involving extremely... James was secondary plot point. Was B-plot, C-plot. Yeah. I would say James is incredibly reactive. Like everything that Super happens reactive. to him is reactive. Yeah, to as soon as else. he finds he's out, he's never proactive. He doesn't soon, make things happen. He's not right. a driver of yeah. things. As soon as he finds out Maddie's dead, he's like, "This isn't right. This is." He's this like, so I'm going to leave town. I'm going to leave like, town. Like, yeah, this is not good. His like, go-to yeah, no shit. It's not good, leave. you idiot. Like. <laughs> He doesn't want to know. take ownership of any of his decisions. Of any, like, that's been right. my big... He loved Laura, but then he suddenly loved Donna. I feel like, too, it's like he's just in love with being in love with someone he can't have. Like, he's still kind of in the same place, going after Renee, who, like... Oh, Renee. I know. Yeah. 
So it's like James has not progressed at all in the same way that like Ed and Norma's relationship hasn't progressed at all. Like it's just like going in circles, the same thing. Um, but what's interesting is this little scene where James is walking through this kind of tunnel area and he hears that humming that Beverly and um, not Richard, um, Ben Horn ben, yeah. have been hearing in the Great Northern. Oh. Yeah, it seems like yeah he found that and finds this kind of like secret room maybe, but then it fades out. An electrical humming. Yeah, electrical humming. So. Then we get to Elks Point number nine bar, Whoa. which is clear. It's like um, this the town great. where it was like the the doppelganger of Twin Peaks. Like yeah. it's like the doppelganger of Bang Bang Bar. It's the yeah, same type it of is. Song, sign. But it's, you know, not friendly. It's very, like, Redneck. Sarah Palmer's going there because she's an alcoholic and she's out of booze. As we saw last episode, she ran out of vodka and... That was a great uh, call. Bloody Mary I was like, I don't know what she's doing. Which is because she ran out of the liquor store without that Ooh, and guys, I have a theory I just want to put out there. Um... I think maybe one of the boxers in the boxing match that she's watching is Bushnell Bud Mullins. Battling Bud. Battling Bud. And we might find that out. That would be a nice way to tie those things but together. But this, this whole scene, I think... Is, I mean, most people... You! Most people, like, would love to see, like, an asshole like this get his ne- oh neck bitten off. Oh, my God. He is like, the classic douche. Uh, he was a master of words, though. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. with the C U N T. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the way he could so tie that into. Country. Yeah. It's a huh. free country. But side note, do they still smoke in bars in Washington? I feel like Washington is. Twin Peaks, the- they do. You know what? Okay. I think, no, I think it's still legal there. I think it is. There's still a it lot did of smell states. Smoky in that bar we went into. Yeah, there's still a lot of states that have, uh, like, bar. Yeah. Smoking bar. I like this douchebag hits yeah. on our sweet, sweet Sarah Palmer. Not so sweet anymore, let's face it. Uh, go wait, go ahead, Melissa. Oh, I was going to say, he <laughs> does have a shirt that says, truck you. Truck you. This is how it goes down, where Sarah does literally nothing wrong at first, at least. Right. Where she's like... Could you mind your own business, please? Yeah. She tries to please on everything. Yeah. And she says, would you, you know, would you sit back where you were... She's really trying to just be like, I'm not interested. And men, when a woman is not interested in you, it doesn't mean she's a lesbian or she's a hatred or, like, a bitch. Like, she's just not that into you. She it's just okay. doesn't want to kill you like, right now. You know, like, <laughs> she doesn't want to fuck you is right. the main thing. She'll kill you. And, like, but, this guy uh, can't understand that or take that. And I feel like I hear so many stories about women being like, I turned this guy down in the nicest way, and the next thing he just yelled at me about being a lesbian. Like... Don't do that, dude. Right, that's right. so yeah, not that's cool. Yeah, another like, social commentary. Everybody gets rejected. Yeah. It's, it's okay. So, like, just just gracefully accept it and walk away. Like, don't be such yeah, a douchebag. I think that's part of the social commentary that David Lynch has put in. Like, she's being really yeah. very cool about it. Until yeah, yeah, she's yeah. Lo- using her Sarah Palmer powers. Which you of, wish that all women had that power to do. To take those, off their yeah. face and use it to... You know, to bite, bite someone else's face off. To bite his neck off. He deserved it. I mean, he was a dick, and yeah. I just was not unhappy right. to see him meet his demise. It's one of those, exactly, it's one of those, oh, I'm, can you just leave me alone? Yeah. It's like, so she was you're a lesbian, like, right? Like, he's like, well, you just like to 
eat women. And then she's like, well, I'll eat you. And then <laughs> yeah. she takes her face off. The Palmer style now, which is yeah. just what it is. Where you take your like, face off. Take your face Sometimes off. Sometimes you just gotta take your face off. Another Game of Thrones parallel. What? <laughs> um, so face off, and then I just have face off, and then bites him. Yep. But like, it was like weird, creepy images with a face off. How did she not have any blood on her face or clothes? I don't know. She That's didn't, the trick. Though. That's the, the trick. Because the bartender, when he came, comes by, is like... Not one drop on her. I know. That right. was the best yes. part. I know. I loved her just being like... Creepy Red Room Sarah Palmer like was replaced with, like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? What is this? And then like the guy's like, what happened? He's like, I don't know. He just dropped on the ground. He's right. like, with half his neck missing? And then she's like, yeah, it's a real mystery. Wink, wink, creepy huh? look. <laughs> it's uh, a real mystery. Creepy side huh? eye. <laughs> and the guy just kind of backs sure away from her. It's a mystery. And he's sure like, call 911. Huh? We got a dead one at the bar. It's kind of the first time that I'm like, you know what? I'll have a Bloody Mary with you, Sarah Palmer. In previous episodes, I've been like, uh, no thanks. I mean, that was this, bad ass. She was badass. Badass <laughs> award goes to Sarah Palmer. Like, Fuck you, truck you guy. Some, like, some hand and teeth live in your face, I mean. Yeah. Whew. It's cool. It's, it's, yeah. And you know what? Honestly, for what she's been through, especially if we're thinking it all started with, like, a slug down her throat while she was sleeping, which is which rough. has not been confirmed yet. Hasn't but been confirmed. Yeah, we don't know that, but. So we yeah. all assume it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you assume, it's right, Melissa. <laughs> sometimes when you assume, it makes NASA you and yourself. <laughs> Guys, are we ready to get into deep Audrey theory? Because we're about to go into the Bang Bang Bar yeah. and talk about Megan and Sophie having... So I've started to think these Bang Bang Bar scenes that are just like two chicks in a booth talking... The, the they're, key, starting, they're starting they're to become coming connected. Yeah. They're connecting yeah. to central stories... They're reminding us that people are acting batshit. They're talking about dreams, which are three of the big things, like disparate stories coming into a central location, dreams, and everything's heightened emotionally. And so I think we're getting that in this scene with these two women, Megan and Sophie. And so Sophie's a little bit older. Megan's pretty and more classically lynchy, like pale brunette girl. Um, right, right. And Sophie asked this Megan character if she's seen Billy. So here we're getting another Billy oh, reference. They also talk about... Oh, yes, yes. Go ahead. Like, have you been getting high at the nut house? You're or the hanging nut out at place? the nut house. She calls it the nut place You're getting high later at the nut house. on. You're getting high at the nut house. Yeah. No, I've been getting high in my room. Not the nut house, but you've room. been in the nut, you've been by the net and that nut place, like, so this what is, is this? where I think, like, there's it, some we sort of could make a maybe? case for Audrey being in a mental institution and that mental institution being, like, ghostwood something. But I, I, I think it's not a, it's not a mental, I think it's a meth house or, like, a drug den. Could well, be. I always That's thought it was wherever it the weird, when we had Richard and Shelley's new boyfriend... Yeah, wherever <clears> that <throat> place could was, be. where it was like the weird, where they were doing all the drugs and trying all the drugs. At least that's kind yeah. of where my mind went initially. Could be. I mean, the yeah, 
The reason I get the nut house thing, there was that reference Audrey made. I mean, besides the other things we've talked but why about. Would in she past get, why would she get high at the nut house? Because she's stealing drugs from oh, okay. the hospital. All right, so, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, that's that's the thing, like, that's the thing that made me think. Because we do know one of the through lines that we haven't totally, like, that hasn't come to the surface but has been boiling is this these drugs coming up from the sparkle right. coming down from Canada, which seems like a stupid thing, but we they build and build, like, nothing. Everyone's doing some kind yeah. of drug. Nothing mm-hmm. means nothing in Twin Peaks, which is so incredible. Like, the way they've tied things together that I didn't even think Lynch would do. Because in the original series, it wasn't like that. Like, you might have something that was, like, thrown out and then forgotten about forever. But this series, things are getting tied in that like I would never have thought would get tied in. So I think this sparkle coming down from yeah. Canada that we know Becky and Steven are on, you know, is going to be a thing. And Red Red's, Red's going to come back Richard, into play. You know, Red like, has some sort of power too. Yeah. Because that wasn't mad. That wasn't just like uh, sleight of hand magic. Is. He did a few. So it's like ago. there's drugs being dealt. There's also potentially this kind of like mental institution that could be like. Ghostwood something because earlier Audrey says it's like being back in Ghostwood and like in previous iteration of Twin Peaks Ghostwood didn't exist yet it was the forest area they were fighting over mm-hmm. like that was the big that was the middle plot was like Catherine versus um, yeah. Ben about Ghostwood development Ghostwood plot. could be a nut house so Ghostwood this. could be yeah. a nut house that Audrey is still in. Right. And so we're getting that, like, you hanging out at the nut house, and Megan says, flying in my own room. Then she proceeds to tell this story about Billy coming into her house, which we find out um, that Billy is sleeping with her mom, who's Tina. So, right. you know, she is telling the story, and she mentions twice that she thinks her uncle was there in this kind of, like... But she's not sure. Yeah. I think my uncle was there, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so... I feel like that's Lynch saying the uncle's going to be someone yeah. that we are currently have a relationship yeah, with. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be Charlie because... I kind of think it's going to be Charlie, too. Yeah. That's my initial reaction. Because Charlie's the puppeteer here. I mean, Charlie seems like he's a good guy. He keeps going back to that, like, it's no. late and I'm so tired. But, like, Charlie's a manipulator. I don't trust him. I trust Audrey because she's who I know, and I see her in this heightened, fucked up state, and you know what? I trust that she has a good reason to be there, and Mm -hmm. I don't trust this random strange character, and I think he's manipulating her, and so it makes total sense that, like, this whole weird familial connection is that Tina and Charlie are brother and sister, and that, you know, there's this understood thing where Audrey's sleeping with um, Billy. 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 And like, and so is Tina. Megan is, yeah, and so, so is Tina, and Megan is the, the daughter. Uh, the daughter. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's Charlie who is there. And somehow Charlie is so manipulative, he has gotten Megan to think that she didn't see this or to be unsure of it. The same mm. way that Audrey is unsure of where the roadhouse is, of what, who right. she is, of, mm-hmm. you know, like little girl who lived down the lane. So I think this is another clue that like, this all ties together. And also, it makes me a little bit feel positive that, like, our beloved Audrey's not crazy. She's being manipulated by some sort of crazy doctor. Yeah. 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 She might also be a little crazy. She might be a little crazy. Yeah. I mean, she was in... Or she could still be in a coma. I mean, that's the other thing 
there's so many things that could be happening with Audrey. <laughs> Who even fucking knows? But I love these, so like... she hasn't been mentioned from outsiders at all. No, that's like, a weird thing. You're right. Uh, not this episode. Not this episode. So, no. one other interesting thing about Billy is that he jumped over a six-foot fence. And Superhuman strength. That girl made, a like, a note of that. It was, like, right. a six-foot fence, and then... Yeah, he then he banged his head in the kitchen sink, I believe she said. Yeah, and they did kind of like a lot how Coop, kind of like Coop, or like Doppelganger Coop banged his head against oh, you're right. the mirror. But I, why would he? And bang to go it with in? Melissa's theory, if the inmate drunkard guy is yeah. Billy, there was a lot of blood that was pooling at on the floor. I mean, he there, could, that could be that Billy. Could that be could Billy. be Billy. Yeah. He's imitating. So weird, if that yeah. is Billy and this girl is telling this true story, then Audrey's not a mental institution, you know? Like, she knows these people. Like, it's like, I think there's probably some middle ground of, like... There's some... Yeah, you're right. Like, she Audrey could be in a mental institution, She but, can't cross the threshold. She hasn't left the house yeah. yet. That's what is making... She hasn't put on her coat. She there's hasn't left the house. There's something not right. Something's not something right there. Not right. And then we get a Roadhouse song with Lise. Going Rogue in the Wild Wild West. A pretty song, very nice singer. Always good, good times. I think we're really, man, guys, we're so close to the finish line. It's so sad. It's so sad. Great things with part 15. We're all dying to talk about 15. And we will talk about it so, so soon. But meanwhile, 